Hi, my name is Eric, and I hope this ages well. Hey there, welcome to I Hope This Ages Well, a podcast centered around capturing the stories of our most senior community members. I'm a stand-up comedian, so to make each episode a little fun, I'm going to be sharing jokes with the guests, and the guests will be sharing jokes with me. I'm your host, Gilberto Soto. Should we get started? Yeah, let's go. But we're going to die, and everybody pretends we're going to live forever. But we should live this day like it's our last, and what does that mean? We would have an abundance of gratefulness and kindness for everything and everyone. It doesn't mean we wouldn't curse. It doesn't mean we're gonna be this illusion of what it is to be a good person. We're gonna be who we are, but we're gonna be kind. In this week's episode, we have a lifelong New Yorker. And we all know New York isn't the easiest place to live, but he's figured out the secret. He also doesn't mince his words, so maybe don't let the children listen to this one. He had me laughing throughout our whole time together, and I hope he has the same effect on you. So without further ado, please welcome Eric. Before we start, do you want to tell people how we met? I'm an Uber driver, and this guy gets in the back of the car with uh, this woman. I picked him up, I remember, and I remember nothing. Are you allowed to curse? Yeah, you can do whatever. Oh, Oh, good. I curse a lot. So I'm talking to the mic like it's a person, but, uh, yeah, hello, Mike. Uh, no, but, uh, I'm an Uber driver. The guy gets in the car and I'm driving, uh, him and this girl to some, I don't remember, some kind of like performance theater. And, uh, we just started talking. He said he had a podcast. I, I guess I was talking about New York, you know, and, uh, he uh, said he was doing this podcast about old people. Now, that's an insult. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I said the most senior members of the community because I'm trying to be a little bit more polite. Now, I'm 61 <laughs> years old, but I don't look 61. <laughs> but it's a podcast, so you're not going to know. No, you're not. And that's the beauty of it. Anyone can envision how you look like. And he gives me this shit. Sanzo. <laughs> Don't ever buy it. It's sparkling water. It tastes like shit. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. That so first that, that he doesn't is, have regular Poland Spring or Fiji. He has that. That is that. I mean, like to be Sanzo. That, to be fair, that that is like a, a Whole Foods brand, and so like I mean, is is it really the can that's wrong or your taste buds? We'll I'm dying know. here. I'm dying. <laughs> so to start off, like, tell me, like, where are you from? Uh, actually, I'm from 23rd Street and 10th Avenue. Oh, not too far away from where we're at today. Yeah, I'm in neighborhood. The project's across the street. I played in as a kid. Really? And Okay. And now where are you based? 23rd and 10th. Oh, still? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get off my block. 61 years. <laughs> isolated. No. No. Uh, actually... I moved back in to the apartment I grew up in. Uh-huh. My mother is now 93. So I've been there three years. And I, uh, you know, I'm Chef Boyardee. You're doing everything for so you. Moved no, I mom. just really, I really uh, just cook and uh, do laundry. And uh, when I have the energy clean. 
Okay. But, you know, my, my mother, at 93, it's not like she's doing much. She's not doing too much anymore. No. Wow. Okay. Is it a big place? I assume it's a big place. Uh, no, not that big, but not that small. It's, it's a big one bedroom. So I'm situated in the living room and she's situated in her bedroom. Perfect. Yeah, it works. Okay. And I have, I have my dog. You have your dog too? Jack Russell, the Jack Russell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I could create a whole sitcom around you. Yeah, probably. Right? But, uh, the, uh. I was living downtown. I preferred it better than Chelsea. You do? Why? Chelsea's boring. Really? Ah, nothing here. It's boring. What do you do downtown? Downtown is just, it's vibrant. You know, you discover things. You know, Chelsea is, you know what Chelsea is? It's like boring people that think they've made it. (laughs) (laughs) It's... (laughs) Well, that describes me, though. (laughs) (laughs) See? Hit the nail on the head. Okay. I mean, look, so you're like, is Uber driver the main like source of income for you right now? Right now, yes. Okay. I'm a professional Uber driver. I mean, I prefer professional Uber drivers versus non-professional Uber drivers. No, but I'm not really. I've been doing it now four years. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember we did we connected because you used to live in Seattle and that's where I'm from. And that's how we like got together. But okay. But yeah, you're right. I I wasn't your Uber. So you see a lot of people. Yes. Like from all over the city. It's, uh, you know, hold on before I get into all the people's, you know, it's so funny because you're really just a taxi driver. I mean, that's what you are. But it's like an insult to call an Uber driver a taxi driver. Why? I don't know. I when heard... people, you people, are, I'm in a taxi. It's like, no, you're in an Uber. <laughs> you know, I, you know, that's the people you hear them all the time. But I'm in a taxi. It's an Uber, honey. No, but <laughs> no. The interesting thing is, uh, I've been in the gig economy now for. Eight and a half years. In the what economy? Gig. G-I-G. Oh, gig. Like, like having gigs. The anywhere. gig economy, well, yeah. What, what gig economy did you have before Uber? Airbnb. You were an Airbnb. Four and a half years. <laughs> what were you airbnb My Your apartment. Your mom's kitchen? No, my apartment in... Uh, in Little Italy, Chinatown. So you, like, it was your apartment? No, it was rent-stabilized. <laughs> I had, so no, I'm, check it out. So I paid, I paid okay, $1,100 <laughs> a month for half a floor, about the size of this store. Which is a big store. No, but there's not the up and the bottom, but just one level. Okay. Yeah, I had about, maybe a little less. But this, about, so just for reference, this is about 800 square feet. Yeah, so I had about 657. Okay. And I paid $1,100 a month, and I Airbnb'd and beat it for 1100 a week. What? So in a week, you would earn yeah, but I'd your move, mortgage? Yeah, but me and the dog would go. We'd go. So, so you... <laughs> I was all over America in four and a half years. I mean, wow. sometimes we would come back clean, and somebody would come in the afternoon... And we would just take off again. Okay, but wait, eleven hundred a week? That's kinda cheap in New York. 
for as big as you could have. No, it, it, well, it was a tenement walk-up. I had redone the apartment pretty nice, yeah. but it fucking kind of building. When you walk, you hear the creaks and the ah, steps. Got it. Got garbage it. in the front lobby. And so you made money like that. That's how you sustained well, yourself. Well, I didn't really make money. We traveled. We went all over the United States. I mean, I was all over except... New England, because I, you know, I'm from New York. I've been New England all the time. And uh, I didn't go to the Pacific Northwest because, did I go to Oregon? No Oregon, no Washington. I tipped into Montana, but I've been Montana. I didn't go to North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan. I'd driven through, yeah, everywhere Everywhere. else. Everywhere Everywhere else in the United States. sustained you through that. Yes, four and a half years. You were you were living the nomad life, yeah, like before yeah. that even. Occurred. I mean, it was rough. We'd sleep in the car. We get cheap hotels. We tented on the beach. I'd wake up, do yoga, run with the dog, and then you know whatever brought you know it was the auto learn. Who'd you do it with? Your dog? Just me and the dog. Yeah, me and the dog. That was it. Tell me top three things you learned doing that. Well, that's a really good question. What did I learn? Uh, that work is overrated, that uh, I don't see how, when I was in that lifestyle, I didn't see how people have time to work. I mean, in all honesty, and uh, the, the art of doing nothing, it's an art because we're programmed to be these fucking machines, to do this, to do that, to earn money, to get an apartment, to get the right partner, to do, 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 instead of just hang out and chill. So I would say I had to learn the art of doing nothing. What kept you going? Because I'll tell you, for me, working, I, 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 to your point, I agree. But it gives me a, I hate even admitting it, it gives me like a purpose, right? Like, oh, okay, I have to do this, I have to do this. Because to your point, I don't know how to not do something. I probably could find it. So what kept you being like, oh, I look forward to tomorrow and the week after that? Or is that even too far ahead? That's another good question. I think uh, there's something about you get on the other side of the Mississippi, on the other side of Missouri, and America is beautiful. America is grand. It's vast. And it's just beautiful. And just hanging out with my dog, encompassing the beauty or being, you know, in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, you know, the the beautiful beaches on the East Coast or what kept me going, you know? Uh, I mean, it was a juggle because I wasn't, you know, when I was paying my rent and all the bills, you know, uh, I didn't have a lot of money to travel, but we traveled, you know? And in four and a half years, went into debt, 13000 approximately. That's not a lot for Went to years. India for three weeks, was in Mexico for a month. The dog was with me in Mexico, not India. India was a trip. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. Everybody should go to India. Why? Because in America, we have too much. We need to see people with nothing. Why is it important to see a relative perspective of nothing? Are you saying yeah. I'm Indian? They're relatives? <laughs> no, I mean... Ultimately, I mean, they are. I mean, I'm seeing... But that's a long, long time ago. I'm seeing you and I'm like, you're my relative. I'm like, no, keep going. No, I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> no, but, no, but I'm like, no, no, because I'm Mexican, right? Yeah. And so I'm sorry to hear. <laughs> oh shit! They're gonna come stop, after me stop, now. Stop. This is not politically correct. Get that motherfucker! <laughs> no, but 
I, I agree with your point of... So my dilemma is I go to a different... My own country, right? My, and I see people who don't have as much as I do now. And it gives me a sense of like, oh, like an gratitude. awe moment, a gratitude, yeah. right? But I then feel bad that they have to take that space up in my life to do that. And so like, why do you think it's important for somebody to experience... Well, a culture that doesn't have a lot. Well, or people, not even a culture. Because I mean, I'll just give you the the, the facts. I'll give you give the, me the facts. shit. Give me the shit. The bottom line is, there's only one purpose to have in life, and there's only one thing that will bring us happiness, and that is to serve. And we need to help people, and we need to, because it's like this. And this is like, this is a metaphor. So God said, Eric, I'm sending your ass to earth. So I show up on earth and I got my suitcase. And in that suitcase are my talents and my blessing. The problem is, and I never open my suitcase to see my own gifts and my own blessings. And I suffer. So unless I'm using my God-given talents and my blessings to serve humanity, I suffer. That's, that's the deal. It's as simple as that. So summarize that for people. Summarize it. You're all fucked up and you need help. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, so let me ask you, what made you come back? What made you stop this world travel and come back? Uh, I just woke up one day and said, fuck, I've been doing this four and a half years. I got to go back to work. And uh, and also the, the, the laws, they were starting to squeeze Airbnb in New York. I didn't want to get caught. I, I mean, I had never gotten caught by my landlord. I was doing it illegally. And by the city that New York City instituted all kinds of restrictions on Airbnb. And it was like, oh, I got to go back to work. And, uh, and then it became such a daunting process. I got to do a resume. I'd worked for myself doing really commercial creative projects mm -hmm. for a while. I could see that. A long time. They were commercial art projects and uh, in advertising. So uh, it was like, well, if I create a project, I'll have to go out there and sell it. And it's a lot of energy. And then if I, if I want to go to work for somebody, I got to create a resume, an interview, which is a humiliating process. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Sit in front of somebody. You know, I, it's like, no, but think about the interview yeah, process. I just went through one. You know, it's almost like you're answering questions as you're like, you're just a fat fucking bitch. Why do you have this job? As you're <laughs> pretending to be nice. You know what I mean? But it's humiliating. I where call you. Why are you fucking lying to me? You're never going to fucking call me. You know I'm not right it, for this job. But you're absolutely correct. It, it takes you outside of your center to then be somebody you're not. Yes. And it takes so much energy. Oh, you just... I you, don't it, want the energy. It just doesn't flow. It exactly. Doesn't. So, so, uh... Then, all of a sudden, I got a brilliant idea. What was the idea? I'll just drive Uber. <laughs> that was four years ago. 
never looked back. Uber is a learning curve. Tell me why. You get, you know, I mean, think about it. In New York City, you got passengers. We can say about two percent are assholes. Three percent are assholes. Yeah, but two or three are extremely okay. difficult human beings. And I've realized they're not having a bad day. They're having a bad life. Ooh. I mean, it's true. It's sad. But, you know. Give me an they, example. Example. You know, people just, you know, you know you're, you're 25 feet from their door. Why didn't you pull up to my door? Because you need to fucking exercise, you fat fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. You get it. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. So you got bicycles. You got electric bikes. You got pedestrians. You got rules of the road. You have the police. You have the passengers. And you have other cars. And you got traffic. And you got ambulances. And it's like a video game. How do you keep... You're better off doing acid. <laughs> Well, I've never done it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that doesn't take people much convincing. <laughs> no, it's like a video game. But you really got to, you know, those is kids it, that make millions of dollars on video games really But is that how it. you think about it, driving? Sometimes. Like, yeah. Because you got the G, an idiot can do it. You got GPS. <laughs> All you got to do, the thing pings and you hit it and you go pick up Bob. Your name, Bob? Yeah, I'm Bob. Well, get the fuck in, Bob. Let's go. And then Bob is, I don't like that route on the GPS. I want to go this way. Go fuck yourself, Bob. I'm getting you there. That's exactly how it goes. And I've been that passenger. Oh, you have? I've been. You've been an asshole. Well, I've, we all have. I've been like, what? I'm like, well, why are you taking me down this way? Like, and I'm like, what the? And because sometimes I think they like, they're, but it makes no sense. But I think it's just like a power thing. You're absolutely right. But on right. the other hand, you got Uber drivers that just got their license, don't know New York City. You know, it's the whole thing. We have no patience with each other. Who who would you recommend Uber for and who would you not recommend Uber for? If you work, you know, the 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 trick with Uber is keeping your mouth shut when uh you have an asshole in the car. That's just, just keep your mouth shut and, and become the butler. Just be a butler. You know, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Okay, I'll make a right here. You know, just, but, but just get them the fuck out of the car nicely. <laughs> yeah. You know, my mind might be saying, you idiot, I just want to take that scarf around your neck and kill you. As I say, oh, I hope you have a pleasant day. You know, so so. And by the way, you told me I hope you have a pleasant day. So is, I, did I, I say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in general, so so. But you learn this as you no. go. You learn this, and then uh, you learn little tricks. And but the thing is, to be a successful Uber driver, you have to learn to keep your mouth shut. Uh, if you don't like people, you just have to greet them and say goodbye. You don't really have to interact. So. The best you know, communication drivers. skills. But I would say, you know, I really enjoy some of the passengers. The gift of Uber, the real gift is you get to meet people just long enough. You know, just long enough. That was a great conversation. Out, motherfucker. No. And, and then you meet somebody like me and you're like, hey, you want to meet again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you want to do a podcast? <laughs>
Sure. <laughs> Are you going to make me famous? <laughs> I don't want to be famous. No. No, imagine being famous. I couldn't imagine. You got to hide. Um, I would probably not hide. You got to hide. I would like it. To be famous? To never wait in a line again. If that's the one thing... Fate, wait in like, a line? I would never want to wait in a line again. Ever. So don't. Ever my Use the Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wait in just a line anymore. Just in general. Anymore. Like, go to the line to a club. Go to the line to enter a restaurant. Like, I just hate waiting in lines. If I'm famous, I think I would never have to do that again. But that's just my thought. Yeah, but, but then... I want to be famous, mom, because I don't want to wait in line. Just think about it. How many famous people do you know have to wait in line? And if they do, they're not that famous. Well, none. So you're creating a class, a, a, a famous <laughs> class and a MOOC class. <laughs> I'm in the MOOC class now. I've done my time. Oh, you do? I've done my time. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. What? How, to be, how do you become famous? You live your passion. I agree. That's the only way. I agree. This is why I talk to people like you. Yeah, you live your passion. passion. I'm, I'm, I think similar to you in a, maybe a different way, but uh, I like interacting with people. I get energy from people. And I think you're the same way. Yeah, true people. People yeah. that are centered. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know, you can tell and you probably have a better like kind of radar for that type of stuff of who's centered and who is not. Like a better sense. I like I have a good sense of who I think is a person that is centered, um, but there's a lot of people that are, and you just notice it right away. Well, I can always be fooled, but you know, in life we all give off a vibration. You don't have to say a word, and we we have a vibration, an energetic flow. So we're able to tell. You know, I mean, we can see angry people, you know, very quickly because they're. You know, they give off this fucking energy that's like, whoa, I don't want to deal with it, you know? And, uh, but ultimately, you know, those people are in a lot of pain. They're in a lot of pain, but that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. I don't, so, want, I don't want their venom shooting at me. I, so can I ask some personal questions? Yes, yeah, sure. All right. You, huh? You're a free spirit, it seems. Am like. I? It seems it. Oh, maybe. You, you do what you want. Well... I was more, you know, well, right now I'm a little confined because for three years, you know, I just can't really take off. I got my 93-year-old mother and I got to cook for her. You know, I mean, that's really what I do is I cook. She can't cook. You know, she'll burn the fucking house down. But you take care of her. I don't look at it like that. I cook for her. I love that. Yeah, I don't really taste. She she can take care of herself, but she can't cook. Are you a good cook? She can't. She thinks I'm amazing, you know. Um, um, I can put stuff together. Okay. Yeah. Like today we had, uh, sweet and sour tofu. Oh, are you vegetarian? I go on and off, but I'm vegetarian again. Okay. okay. Yeah. But we had sweet and sour tofu. Wow. You should open up a restaurant. It was good. It was really good. So you are a good cook. No, <laughs> no, I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. I'm a, a chef. Cook. Okay. Yeah. I can okay. make, I can make things, but okay. I'm not. You know, I'm not a chef that knows spices and, you know, knows how to blend things. Do you I, know how to cook what you like? I try it. Yeah. I, try I feel like things. I'm trying to put you in a box. You know what? You cook. Why can't they be just be yeah, good as you I cook? I try things. By the know? way, uh, you did admit that the lychee water is much better. Yeah, you keep drinking it. It tastes better, people. What the Sanzo <laughs> lychee water. 
but I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I would. Um, all right. So tell me, like, have you been in love before? Yes, I'm divorced. You're divorced. Chow, Chinese, American <laughs> no, born. No. Yeah, she was cool. She's cool. Any children? I, no kids. When, when, how long were you married for? About three days. Boy, talk about oil and water, guy. Really? Why? I don't know. We, uh, we had a hard time getting along. Well, how long were you married? Well, we were actually separated, I think, longer than we were married. But uh, it's a good question. Either three to five years, something like that. Okay. I don't remember. Um, four years? So we're split it in the middle. Let's say four, four. years. I like yeah. four. I like Four's four. good. I like yeah. four. Why'd yeah. you get married? Why? Why? Well, I had never been married. I guess I was in my early 50s because I loved her. That's why I got married. And that's what society says, get married. It's ridiculous. So I was in a trap. I thought it was what we do. We get married. You know, we fall in love and get married. So you're still friends. Yeah, we're friends. You talk often. Uh, we chat. We're much better chat. Yeah. Yeah. No regrets? We annoy the fuck out of each other, yeah. but, but we care about each other. That's beautiful. Yeah, we really annoy each other, but we do care about each other. That's really beautiful. You know, we're two people. I can't tell her what to do or she blows up. She can't tell me what to do or I blow up. It's good not to tell people what yeah. to do. My question then is, what are your thoughts on marriage now? That's another good question. He has some good questions, this guy. I think that you can't fool yourself. And I think most people who are getting married, well, let's just look at it like this. Everybody celebrates when there's a marriage. So why don't we celebrate when there's a divorce? You know, if two people have tried and it doesn't work, the separation should be a celebration too. And there should be a bond, a friendship with that person because at one time you loved them. Who cares he fucked the maid? <laughs> he loved you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, that that that's one way to look at it. But um <laughs> so being in love, right? No, hold on, let me get back okay. I didn't answer. So so in all honesty, in all seriousness, I think that we go into marriage deluded that this person is is my other half. Life is gonna be grand. You know, and and it, it you know, it, it's a delusion. If I have the right significant other, life will be good. That's a bunch of bullshit. Life is only good if I'm true to myself. Nobody else can do that. You know, a, a good partnership with another human being is a cherry on top. If I'm happy, that person... You know, I'm not saying I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be in pain. I'm not, but I'm not going to be be codependent maniac if I'm healthy. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think being true to ourselves is is quite difficult. Yeah, I think it's quite difficult. Yeah, absolutely, because we bought into a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, lies, a bunch of BS. Would you say you're true to yourself now? Up to a certain point. Yes. Yeah, actually I am because the, the the stupid shit I still do in life, 
At least I'm totally aware I'm doing it. So yes, I am true to myself. I just do stupid shit sometimes. Like what? Oh no. That's no. <laughs> no. That's no. the that's the line. The porn. That's a- he goes to the peep show. <laughs> who does it? Yeah, who does, <laughs> exactly. Who does it? Welcome to the 21st century. No, no. like I I think that's you know, you mentioned the point. No, I smoke still. Okay. I mean, I'm a yoga teacher. I run every day and I smoke. Okay. You know, who wants to, you know, I don't, it's not, for me, the smoking is not cool, even though I still enjoy a couple of them every day. It's just not cool. But you know, you know that. But I know it. Yeah. But I still do it. But isn't that also part of life? Like, do you know who Oprah is? Yes. I'm just joking. Uh, one time she said, like, what's, I think she said something like, what's happiness? And it's, she said, it's when you can wake up and know that you're not lying to yourself. And like, it was kind of to the point of like being true to who you are, like in your center. And I think about that often. We got to watch metaphors. Got to watch metaphors. <laughs> what is that fucker? Not lying to yourself. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no, we got to watch, you know, this is what I've learned. I was going to talk about this, but for nine and a half years, I've gone on a yoga mat for two hours and 15 minutes every day doing the same exact fucking thing. Same two hours and 15 minutes for two and a half years. Same chants, same poses, same chanting, same everything. And the only thing I know is that there's a spirit in me that connects to the spirit in the universe. That's all I know. And I, through that spirit, that's the teacher. We all are our own teachers. It sounds very spiritual. Okay. I mean. Maybe. Sounds it. Well, but we are all our own teachers. People out there are trying to sell people. I'm your, to get the fuck out. What do you know I don't know? We all know it. We all have a circuit board, like that Apple computer's got a circuit board. We all have a circuit board in us with the instructions. We just gotta clear away all the cobwebs, all the dirt, all the dust, all the emotional trauma we suffered because my mother this, my dad this, the bully this. We gotta feel the pain, push it away, and make connection. And that connection is with other people, the tree, the cat, the dog, the postman, all of it. There's connection everywhere. We got to connect. But we can't stay stuck. And it's easy with COVID to stay stuck. You know, it's easy to eat fucking cheesecake and then go for the ice cream (laughs) and then go for the Entenmann's and go for the Netflix. And three days later, oh, I feel sick. Of course you feel fucking sick. Yeah, it is humanity. Yeah, COVID is COVID is from nature. A little depressed, a little traumatic. I think that, I mean, and, and you see it all the time, interacting with as many people as you do. But, okay, let's take a step back. Let's talk about your upbringing. Ah. 23rd, 9th, 23rd and 10th. 23rd and 10th. No, this was a, uh, this was Siblings? A, a, a very, uh, this was a very tough neighborhood. Okay. It was very, uh, it was working class. It was hardcore. A lot of poor people. And uh, it was dangerous. But not as dangerous as other neighborhoods, but it was dangerous. We had two sets of projects, one uptown, one downtown. 
you know, one on 26th, one on 19th, they begin. And it was hard. The kids were tough. The kids were rough. What was your survival mechanism? Trying to get along with people, trying to avoid conflict, you know? I mean, drugs were huge. Drugs were all cocaine in the 80s was rampant in this neighborhood. Rampant. God, there were so many drugs. I mean, we were introduced to drugs as a business, you know? Uh, You know, a lot of the kids, most of the kids died in the 80s from shooting heroin. They died of AIDS. They died of AIDS. Because of sharing needles. Sharing needles. Yeah, they died of AIDS. Yeah. I call up uh, talking to my friend, Billy. He... He he's counted before over 150 kids from this neighborhood have died. How does that shape you as a person? Uh, it gives you a different view on death, I think. But I've always had a strange view of death. What's what, your view? What the fuck? They're gone, they're gone. They're gone, they're gone. I'm not saying it's not sad, no, but, no. you know, it's think about, like- I mean, the other day, you know, I uh, not the other day, a while ago, I'm like, holy shit. Every breath we take brings us closer to death. <laughs> but it's true. So why? God, do- I hope this ages well. <laughs> <laughs> no. And. He made me say the and, this fucking guy. And I hope this ages well. Uh, no, but think about it. So why we, what's, they're going to fucking die. They're going to die. But I'm not saying it's not sad. But we're going to die and everybody pretends we're going to live forever. But we should live this day like it's our last. And what does that mean? We would have an abundance of gratefulness and kindness for everything and everyone. It doesn't mean we wouldn't say fuck, shit, cunt. doesn't mean we wouldn't curse. It doesn't mean we're going to be this, this, this illusion of what it is to be a good person. We're going to be who we are, but we're going to be kind. And we're going to be generous. And we're going to know other people matter. Living in New York, do you see that? No. What do you see? No, I see a bunch of people that they want the best reservation for dinner, even with COVID. They don't care. I don't care. I'm vaccinated. Oh, and I just said I wanted to skip the line. Yeah, see? Another one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, two. (laughs) Here I am. Let me in. Yeah. No, but, uh. No, in general, that people people are, are are caught up. They're looking at the vision in front of them instead of the vision right now. So it's like if I if I get the promotion, everything will be good. If I get the Hampton share, I really need it. Oh, my summer will be great. It's always like looking forward instead of looking now. So that I was told. This is what I was told. And I'll share it with you, even though it's not a metaphor. But they always tell me that looking back is how you get depressed. Looking forward is how you get anxious. Being present is how, like, you bring, you're in your center. But the problem with being present is we got a mind that's been trained to look forward and back. And that's why we have to meditate and do service, help others. Because when we help others, we get empathy. How did you get to this point? Did your mom teach you this? No, my mom, poor little Puerto Rican woman from the Lower East Side. She's Puerto Rican? Yeah, yeah. You're Puerto Rican? Yeah. Do you know Spanish? No, no. She didn't want us having accents like oh, she did. Okay. She was discriminated against. I mean, she's 93. My grandfather came over, you know, a long, long time ago. Shit. In the 90, early 1900s. He, she was born in 1928. Rico. Yeah. My grandmother and grandfather both came over from Puerto Rico. Yeah. 
I got this way because I totally fucked up in life. That's, you know, usually, I, I, I don't know, for me, I, don't, I can't speak for other people. Just pain. Life's not working. Life's is, not working. I had to wake up. What is life not working? Well, that's a subjective question. But life not working for me is being doing the same thing again and again and again. You know, dropping in holes all the time, no matter what it was, no matter what it was. You know, gambling, drugs, womanizing, you know, power, you know, I, you know, I mean, I had a small, very successful company. I was an egomaniac. People wanted to work with me because the projects were great, but there was no unity. You know, or I'd disappear on a crack binge for a week at a time with some client's money and they'd be knocking on my door. Where are you? And it would be like smoking that shit up. I, you know, shh, can't make noise here at the door, you know. <laughs> you know, just craziness over and over. Life would be good. Then I'd disappear. Then I, you know, it, it was no peace, no serenity, no... Uh, no uh, unity, no community. You know how, you know, if I have any regrets, I probably do one of the regrets I have from from living a uh, a dog passing. It's all boring. It's all boring shit. You know, living a life of darkness is boring. It's not exciting. You know, maybe people portray it as exciting, but it's pain. It's deep emotional and mental pain on a continuous basis and doing things to get out of the pain. And it's like taking an aspirin. How, how do I get on my yoga mat every day and do two hours and 15 minutes of yoga for nine and a half years? Unanswerable question. It's a calling at this point. But it's an unanswerable question. How an impatient nut job is able to do that. It's unanswerable. It's just the magic of life. It's a riddle. I'm gonna tell you jokes now that I've that I've wrote. Oh, you wrote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Okay, let's just you know because I don't do jokes. I mean, That's these are new. Joke. These are new. Like I, okay. I don't know. Like Okay, uh, do your jokes. Okay. Uh I don't like uh, jokes, but do your <laughs> jokes. I think jokes, whatever. You know, you talked about interviews today, and I agree because with interviews, I, I don't like them because they make you be uncharacteristically you. Like in an interview job, for me, they're like, tell me a time when in the middle of the project, you expanded the scope to have bigger impact. And I'm like, never. Like, never have I done more work than I needed to do. Like, that's stupid. That was it. That was, that was the joke. It that's was, your it, joke? That was the joke. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> is, there, <laughs> is there a punchline? No! It's just a story. What do you mean? The middle of the scope? What are you, a fucking dentist? Looking at scope. <laughs> I think it's interesting though. Oh, like, you shopping at Walgreens. There's the scope, honey. It's interesting that you talk about marriage because with marriage, I, I do think it's weird because it says like, till death do us part. And I was like, well, if I marry you, a little bit of me dies. Does that count? Did I fulfill my... You got price? it, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but who wrote that? I don't know. Who wrote it? I we all know. fucking say it, but who wrote it i don't know Eric. we all built yeah forget so it. don't there, get me started is there any joke that comes to mind for you let me just think i'm trying but you know i'm not a joke person yeah i've never been you're just naturally funny no my brother tells these jokes and kind of like your jokes i gotta pretend to laugh <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, Eric, I I really appreciate you being here. It's been my pleasure. Um, I I like, really enjoyed it. Did I'm you? really glad we did this. I'm yes. glad we did this too. Yeah. I, I I'll just ask you this though. Like, what are your plans tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow's my. Oh, I gotta go uh, to the doctor. I wake up. I do my yoga. I go running with my dog, and then uh, I uh, I go to the doctor five o'clock. Oh, we're we're filming a series. Uh, the first one, I think we're going to film it again. We filmed the first one last week. It's like a 15-minute talk because uh, I'm a yoga teacher, but I'm doing these talks. And the first one is called The Clown Goes Spiritual. And we're filming me with the talk. People have to check that out. Ah! I appreciate yeah. you being here. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. <laughs> I mean, what is there to say about Eric? Not only is he fun, but he's also insightful and just really touching. He has this aura around him that you just gravitate towards. I feel genuinely grateful that I was able to spend time with him. As always, I appreciate any support you could give to this podcast, sharing it with your friends, listening to past episodes, getting notifications for future episodes. Any support is always appreciated. So until next time, I hope this age is well. <laughs>